here's the situation. You're a seasoned grifter, and you're just taking me in under your wing as a, a new disciple. And you need to describe to me what several of these famous grifts that you uh, invented are. I'll give you uh, the name of the grift. You tell me what uh, what exactly that con is made up of. All right. All right. Uh, I like it. I like it. Um, this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And I'm Rush Howell. And this week's theme is Trickers Treat. It's it's close to Halloween for us, Rush. This will be this will be a little bit after Halloween when this one comes out, I think, right? Probably, but close enough. Yeah, so we're doing Trickers Treats, and that one's that one's a tricker. Grifter, if people don't know, it's kind of a con man. Sometimes uh kind of move from town to town working working the grift because you can't stay in one place for too long when you're when you're conning folk, when you're working the confidence right. game. Um, so here's one rush that we'll start with one that's based more on more on treat for right. for your first one. So here's the situation. Life presents us with different sized tasks and jobs, and often they are accompanied by appropriately sized treats. So as a kid, if you uh, suffered through a trip to the to the bank, you might get a little dum dum lollipop or one of those, you know, like kind of bulk lollipops. But maybe if you uh, if you went through you know thirty years at the same company, you might be treated to a gold watch at the end of at the end of that period of time. So Rush, what I'm going to do is give you a certain like task or job or something you have to go through, and I want you to give me what a properly sized treat should be at the end of at the end of that at the end of that term. All right. So the very first one, Rush, is um, if you are willing to put in an eight-hour outdoor work day in a Chicago winter, what's a what's a properly sized treat for you if you if you're willing to do that? So you're doing some some manual labor, mm-hmm. eight hours, eight hours outside. I think it's. Uh... It's it's fair to say that you uh, can can relax with a uh, a nice uh, a nice uh, alcoholic beverage of your choosing. Okay. Let's call it maybe because we're in the winter. Yep. So let's do like uh, let's have an old fashioned. So you get to kick back at the end of that day and knock down like uh, an old fashioned as you prepare for likely another tough work day. The next day. <laughs> nice day. Right. All right. How about how about a cattle drive, Rush? You're gonna drive cattle from Boulder, Colorado, all the way down to El Paso, Texas. What's a properly sized treat if you're willing to do that? Wow, that's a heck of an effort. Yep. Uh, so you're doing this whole cattle drive, and I think what you get to do uh, at the end of that is you get one weekend where you just blow it out. Uh, with with the other ranchers, and it's kind of like whatever happens in Waco stays in Waco, <laughs> okay. whatever town it is. But you have uh, you get you get to just let loose for a, a weekend of uh, fun with low consequence. Man, I wonder I wonder what the what the properly sized treat is for for a, a, a horse a horse ride from El Paso to Waco. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. How about? Uh, I just don't want to go. I, I got to tell you. I, I, El Paso is my least favorite city that I've ever spent. Is that uh, right? The night in, so I, I wanted to get him out of El. Paso. No kidding, that's your least know. favorite, least favorite place you've ever spent a night in. Yes. Wow, that's a little bit of rush trivia. I'd like to. I'm gonna try and store that one. Store that one away. 
How about Rush? If you expertly, expertly complete your job as a best man, uh, setting up a beautiful bachelor party, the toast, um, you know, good, good uh, conversation with whoever's parents or whatever at the wedding, you expertly complete, expertly complete the job as a best man. What's a what's a nice treat, properly sized treat for that? Custom fit uh, sport coat, like a blazer Ooh. That, uh, that, that you'll have forever that is gifted to you by the groom. Very nice. Very nice. Um, how about um, any, Guinness, any Guinness Book of World Record record set? You, you set any record from largest, longest fingernails to, you know, like to worst uh, ski disaster to uh, most pogo, pogo stick jumps. What's a fitting treat for setting a record? You know, I think it's like a brand new, crisp $100 bill. Okay. They ought to just right. say, if, if, if what you've done is good enough to get into the book, right. we'll put you in, and we'll give you 100 bucks. On so top. It comes, it's a, a crisp Benjamin. All right. How about getting, we'll say your first one. You get a front page article on the uh, in the New York Times. Oh, um, I'd say you do a, uh, you, 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 splurge for the um the like three hour uh tasting menu uh with the wine pairings mm. at a place that's over over 250 dollars a person yum uh, to go sit down so the kind of thing that's not really ever justifiable on a pure cost basis right you should never so it's it's you're paying for the experience and the memory of saying this was an important day and i'm gonna and i'm gonna go have this big dinner and i celebrate sounds it. fair how about raising a well-adjusted 18 year old child who actually loves you i would say you know entrance to heaven probably okay like, you know, that's, a, that's a big <laughs> one like you've really done well but but i would i guess i'll say um you know <laughs> It's almost like you should get a year off of work. Okay. When you when you you, you're an empty nester, and so to help like uh, handle the empty nesting, you get to go on like a uh, world uh, around the world type trip. You get a year to do whatever you want. Uh, That would be nice. Great. Um, Summoning Everest. You know, I mean, isn't the reward that you did it? I guess that's true for all these, but. Summoning Everest. Uh, I'm going to say there are not many things in the world that would make me do this, TJ. Very, very few. Okay. But I could see getting a I could see getting a tattoo. Okay, I hear you. Uh, that commemorates that I climbed Everest. Of like the just uh, of the number of feet high you are up there, or something like you know whatever that is thirty thirty eight thousand or whatever. I, I almost wish that there was like a. A fraternity of uh-huh. uh, you know of, of the, for the men and women that have done it, where they all kind of have like a, a marking, just yeah. to, just so you can be like, no, 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 I I actually there it is, you just know? like a circle I mean, with just, a tip in it, like a you know like a tip in yeah, a circle like a or something, yeah. yeah, right, yeah, the triangle inside of a circle, yeah, that, that works. How about be like on your ankle or whatever? Um, and this may be easy for some people. This might be tougher for some people. Completing your taxes on your own, you you just you just. Go through, sit down, do your taxes, finish them up. Yeah, maybe like a Klondike bar. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. That sounds right. It's like, you're, you're supposed to do it. Yeah, if you're doing you the know, 1040 easy, go you know, yeah, we're not going nuts. Um, oh, uh, last one, Rush. Rescuing a chimp baby from a primate house fire. Wow. Rescue the chimp baby from a primate house fire. 
I I think they ought to send you on a uh, full fully paid safari. You get to go nice. To, get to go to Africa, pick the safari you want to go to, see the animals you want to see. That's nice. what I'm gonna say. I was I was Wait, hoping if, if, that baby chimp. if this was, if I did that one, I'm asking for like maybe like a week out of the year, I get the chimp. Chimp comes over the house, or like, or I get to come here. But we get we got our own place. We get an Airbnb. Me and a chimp, and and just and we just hang out, man. We just uh, I get I get, you know, you save someone's life. You know, you get that thing where they're like now you're kind of responsible for their life, but they're also yeah. you know, part of your life. And you know, I, I want to down with that. I like yeah. I like I, I maybe like twenty supervised hours <laughs> right. with chimp per year. <laughs> right, so I can go in and like play some games with him. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, I, yeah. I, 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 that would be fun. <laughs> really get to know that chimp and uh you know hope, hope hopefully they would you know remember me and it would be you know yeah. like a fun bond yeah you guys I have like a little that. relationship now yeah that's all good right. i like that one good job good job all right tj yeah. um so for anyone who's a frequent listener to this podcast god bless you they would know that one one of our shared loves one thing that we you know we really have in common is is a a deep love for movies, books, and other media that are about uh, long cons, mm-hmm. heists, yeah. tricks, whatever it might be. And so I, I set out to do like a, a bracket, uh, and that's what we're going to do. It's a bracket ah. of, of, of what I'm going to call trick movies. Great. It, it actually doesn't include heist films, which could itself be easily its own 64 bracket but we're doing a, a 16 uh bracket here for just just some of the best uh kind of con trick you know type movies some some are uh, bo- some are both rush like inside man is uh has got some cons tricks and heists going going on in it as well right that is that is true and and look some of these you know i mean it there is a lot there are a lot of them where you could say well wait a second i don't know that that's exactly a con movie or whatever so what I'm really looking for is something where I could say there's a pretty important like trick uh, aspect to it Love in one it. way, one way or another. And it turns out that several of my absolute my I think like five of my ten favorite movies are on this list of just sixteen. So I, it really is my very favorite genre of film. Me too. I will watch any movie. Like I cannot tell you how much how excited I get if I see the word con and and it's not referring to a person afterwards, like this ex con. Right. If I see con. Right. I I will all, always 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 if I see heist I will always 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 if I see revenge I will always always always. Yeah. And so you were very upset with Con Air because uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was we're, like, when are they, these guys getting conned? You know. Yeah. And I did. I, I made four seeds, and maybe you'll guess at the end which ones I had seeded, or maybe they'll okay. Uh, they'll they'll get through. I don't think some of them that I seeded you like as much as I do, but we'll see. And then. Um, the other thing is, I do have some backup ones. So if you haven't seen a movie, just say it, and we'll fill in. Okay, great, 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 great. Okay. All right. So the first contest is uh, the Sting against Matchstick Men. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta go with the Sting. Okay. Gotta go. With and the sting. Uh, overall, on Matchstick Men, I recommend it. Not recommended. I'm. It's going to be hard for me to come up with any kind of con movie, trick movie that I don't recommend. Um, right. It's been a long time since I saw it. That's Nick Cage, right? That's Nick. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd still watch it. I find that I find that good. movie. Yeah, I find that movie watchable. Yeah, it was good for sure. Uh, all right, next up is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels 
against American Hustle, the American Hustle movie with uh, Christian Bale and Amy Adams and Bradley Cooper from a few years back. I think Ounce for Ounce as a drama, American Hustle is more fun than Ounce for Ounce, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels as a as a comedy. So I'll actually I'll go with American Hustle on that. Yep. I watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels start to finish uh, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. Hadn't seen it in probably 15 years. Um, some parts of it uh, don't hold up, but overall it holds up a little better than many of the comedies from that uh, vintage. Okay. But uh, there's definitely some stuff where you're like, all right, this is just way over the top. Yeah. Stupid. But, uh, and Michael Caine, uh, great. Born to play that role. In, uh, of his thousands and thousands of roles, that may be I my mean, favorite part. It, this is one of those things like that that we said, like, as as you work through the Caddyshack ladder as you get older, right? You start with, like, Bill Murray's the funniest thing, and then, you know, maybe Rodney, and then Chevy, and then you realize, like, as you get older, like, Ted Knight is the hero of this. And so, like, the first time you see that, it's like Steve Martin with Oklahoma, 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 and, like, may I go to the no. bathroom, please, you know, and all that. Yeah, and then as so you get old, you realize, like, Oh, Michael Caine's doing this. He's, 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 this guy's doing all the work here. This is, this is the real hero. Yeah. yeah. It, it is great. That scene where he, you know, he figures out to be the, uh, where he realizes he should be this psychiatrist and, uh, and makes it all work. That's, that's good stuff. All right. Uh, next section, we've got oceans 11 mm-hmm. against focus. Focus is the, uh, the Will Smith, uh, Margot Robbie, um, did not uh, see. Con- but now place. you've just put a movie on my list to see. I got to write it down. Focus. Oh, you got to see. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, uh, I would say that the uh, the kind of first third of it is the best part of it. Okay. Um, in my opinion, but uh, you know, and, and it's kind of downhill from there. But they they set up like there's some fun stuff in that uh, in that movie. Um, have you seen Twenty One? The uh, the blackjack. Yes, I did. Movie. So I'll move that one in and say Ocean's Eleven versus Twenty One. I like Twenty One. I read the book that it was based on. I think it was called Bringing Down the House. I believe. Yep. Uh, yep. But it's tough to beat that. It's tough to beat a big cast group. Get the gang together. I love like you go. You got to recruit everybody. Get them all there. Um, good laughs. Vegas. Ocean's Eleven has to take that. Has to take that. And twenty one, I kind of, I kind of prefer. I thought the book was more interesting, frankly, mm-hmm. than than the adaptation. Although Spacey was decent, as uh, you know, Spacey, like obviously terrible guy, creepy guy, uh, does a good job though of playing like weird creeps in movies. Oh uh, yeah, probably because he is one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, probably one of the older ones on this list: The Grifters. Yep, uh, going way back to you know Cusack uh, uh, and and that Benning, and then. Um, uh, Catch Me If You Can, Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. This is a tough one. Um, I I enjoyed both. Um, Sue Salvi worked at the Four Seasons, and she checked in Frank uh, Frank Abagnale at the, uh, oh. at the Four Seasons. Yeah. Nice. Um, man, see, because I, I remember the Grifters very fondly. It was like, this movie is about cons. It's, a you know, like, there's a lot of double crossing. But... I think I read something recently that was like, hey, if you really watch The Grifters, there's like four minutes of grifting in it and then just a lot of like, you know, like family and relationship drama in it. That's right. Whereas like the Catch Me If You Can is just kind of nonstop, go, go, go. It's slicker. But you know what? Of the two, 
I'm going to go with the grifters of the, of these, of these two. Um, they had the right feel and stuff like that. At least, I think, at least so one thing about, about Catch Me If You Can, I, I really enjoy Catch Me If You Can. Really enjoy it. It doesn't quite feel as much like a con movie because, you know, obviously it's about a con man, but mm-hmm. it's not quite as much about the con as it is about the, like, effort, you know, from Tom Hanks to, to be able to, to catch him if he can. This guy down and, and, you know, it's to <laughs> humanize him and so forth. So I would have enjoyed, you know, I enjoy the movie that actually has where it's conning the audience a little bit as well uh-huh. uh, throughout the thing. Yeah. All right. Um, but in any case, I thought that was a, a tough call and I'm, I, I, I could I could have gone either way on that Yeah, me too. Next up, uh, The Usual Suspects. Sure. And The Spanish Prisoner. Spanish Prisoner is the, the mammoth. Yeah. Uh... Mammoth, yeah. So Spanish prisoner, Mammoth one in which, um, was that in the streak of like house of cards, Spanish prisoner, and then confidence Were those all Mammoth double cross, uh, con things. Yeah. Well, you had heist as well, which I didn't put on the list, but easily could be heist. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Is that DeVito? Is that DeVito and Hackman? Okay. Yeah. And pretty, pretty good movie. Although, you know, Mammoth gets so tiring. Yeah. Um, but the Spanish prisoner had, um, Steve Martin in it. It had uh, uh, Campbell Scott was the kind of main guy, and he has this thing called the process. Right? Okay, you can see it, but the process is the thing he's invented, and it's all it's all about people trying to like kind of con him out of uh, uh, the process. Yeah, and it has one of the great, I mean, one one of the all time, uh, like your gut drops out from you as you realize you've been conned. Uh, uh, moment in 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 movie history, I thought. I man, I just I can't argue with the Usual Suspects. It's too damn. It's too damn good. It looks too damn right. Um, and I love I, the, a, a lineup is just one of my favorite gatherings of people. Even so, even just the look of like the the poster. Too much was right about it. Usual Suspects has to has to yeah. has to win that. I, I, I certainly agree with the call. Spanish Prisoner was one of those movies that was kind of idiosyncratic high on my list for a long time yeah never like a top 10 movie for me but but i i've seen it probably four times and uh, uh mammoth's wife is not helpful to it no she's in that and, and, pigeon. yeah she's rough dude rough and yeah. did, did he he had either another girlfriend or wife who was in like a different lady who was in something else yeah, who was, was tough like to, games, like yeah or yeah she wasn't very good either yeah it's a shame it's a shame, and she take, she eats up too much of that movie. Yeah, um, but it, it, it's uh, like I said, it, it's worth it for for that one like five minute scene. There, uh, that's with Mammoth, the, the movie. There are people who really know how to use because because he's so particular about the language about the you know the, no this is th hyphen you know like and th- that there are some people who can do it and they just do it so right like Mike Nussbaum and Macy and. You know, and there's there's a, that gang from the Atlantic Theater who do it right, and then when you watch someone who is so slavishly in service to the to the words on the page, but they don't know how to deliver them so that they sound like words, and it just makes yeah. that it makes it feel like you're listening to someone just reading, you know, reading the words for the first time off off a script, and 
Yeah, and it's supposed to sound authentic, and then yet it right. sounds like the stupidest thing. Like, yeah. no one talks this way. Right. It's so, so anti naturalistic when it's supposed to be absolutely naturalistic dialogue, you know? Like, and yeah. she, she's, the, she's yeah. the, maybe the worst offender there. Yeah. Uh, next up, two more, uh, you know, uh, no, three more, three more matchups before we get to the next round. Next is The Prestige mm-hmm. up against Now You See Me. Uh, the Prestige being the uh, dueling magician movie. Uh, between with uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale, it came out yeah. I believe the same year as The Illusionist with Ed Norton, which another movie called The Illusionist also came out again six years later. Of those movies, I think Prestige is clearly the best one, and it's uh, one of Nolan's uh, many great films. Uh, so Chris Nolan's The Prestige against Now You See Me, which was the so stupid uh, Jesse Eisenberg uh, and Mark Jesse Ruffalo Eisenberg, and so dumb, so so Mark stupid. I'll take it. I'll what, take it. Now you see me? Yep. Give it to me. Yes. Oh, so okay. stupid. It is for 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 what for cons and tricks so and enjoy- it's so shots on goal, it's ridiculous. It's like every sentence, every scene yeah. has some supposed trick or turn or con or like it is just nonstop. It's it's like you know, it's like when they show, when they show a hockey player and he's got thirty pucks in front of him and he just goes down the line like pang, 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 pang. It's it, that's it feels like that. It's so much the worst like, movie, uh, but give it to me for the for this for this bracket. It's like airplane. It, uh, yes, for comedies, yeah. it's like it's throwing that much con at you all the time. Yeah. I, I would certainly take the prestige, but I enjoy watching both. I, there's not a movie on this list I didn't enjoy. Watching. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, next up, we've got. Uh, Inception uh-huh. against uh, Trading Places. Inception against the '80s comedy Trading Places. Um, I'm trying to think. I must have seen Trading Places, but it's not sticking with me. But I, I, I remember very well. Um, so I had to have seen it because Eddie Murphy becomes like Dan Aykroyd's like stockbroker position and all that, right? Um, yep. I, I got to tell you, neither of these movies thrill me, but. Some sometimes I just go by the look of stuff. It's kind of why, like now you see me, like it's so slick and beautiful looking. Ocean's Eleven is slick and beautiful looking. So I I don't I definitely don't like Inception as much as you as you do. But it looks beautiful. Um, the way people are tumbling in the dream world as they're flipping around in the van and stuff like that it's yep. just it's gorgeous so i'll go with inception it's it's beautiful um and and finally uh you mentioned th- this movie uh when we started but inside man against snatch so inside man oh. Denzel washington clive owen don't make uh, me pick don't make me pick yeah, and then Snatch, of course. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Guy, Guy Ritchie. Ritchie. And uh, Brad Pitt, all-star cast. Yeah. And it's about uh, kind of... I love both. I love Snatch and Lockstock. Um, yep. Uh, as far as just... Man, again, like, look, pace, the way he makes those movies. I don't know why Guy Ritchie tries to make any other kinds of movies, like Robin right. Hood or whatever the hell. He could just make... Like blue collar, rundown, uh, you know, gangster, former gangster. I just yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with snatch. All right, great. So uh, into the quarterfinals, we got the Sting 
against uh, American Hustle. That's the Sting. Yeah. Uh, the Sting, I think the oldest movie on the list from 1973, uh, and certainly a classic. American Hustle, uh, I enjoyed, and then I probably mentioned it before, but one fun thing to watch is the super cut where um, Louis C.K. does like a comedy bit about how no one is ever... Uh, no one, no one that's ever asked a question on uh, inside the actor's studio has ever like gone on anything. He's like, what? he's like, you got these idiots <laughs> asking Sean Penn something, and like, you know, what's ever going to happen? And then they cut to a scene where Bradley Cooper is a student, no, uh, at the at the studio, and Sean Penn is the guest. No, and Bradley Cooper asks him a question, <laughs> and then they super and they super cut on top of that the scene where. Bradley Cooper comes in and like uh, rubs uh, Louis C.K.'s <laughs> head and everything, and uh, is making fun of him and like dry humping him in uh, in American Hustle. Do you that know? Is a great. I've attended one of those at the New School um, inside the Actors Studio. I attended one in in real life. Um, yeah. Gary Sinise was the was the guest. I don't know if I stayed for the questions. I think there was a break, and I and I and I left. He he. He's not, he's fine, but he wasn't the most uh, magnetic speaker. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I saw One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Gary Sinise, and it was one of the most disappointing oh, no. theatrical experiences uh, of my life. He was I McMurtry? to love it. Or McMurphy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. And it was, it was not great. It was, mm-hmm. at, uh, it was like the third play I ever saw at um, Steppenwolf. And oh, wow. The previous two were phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, that, that was very disappointing. Uh, Ocean's Eleven versus the Grifters. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. All right. Uh, usual Suspects against Now You See Me. Usual Suspects. Uh, and Inception against Snatch. Snatch. All right. So three of my four seeds made it. Inception, I know you don't like as much as I do. Yep. Inception, I probably number two, maybe number one even for me on this list. Uh and you know, there's uh, Inception is a movie that you can't pretend doesn't have problems. I mean, the, the amount of exposition is absurd. The uh, <laughs> it's you know crazy long. A bunch of it is you know too high concept for its own good. When, it's just a movie that I can watch. I've probably seen Inception twenty times. I'll probably watch it another fifty times. What, in my life. I love it. it. It runs me into a problem I have with anything that anything that says what you're watching may not be real that that gets me to a spot where like then why am i paying attention to any of this like that that if everything in here could be a dream sequence if like if none of this might be actual or existing in the in the real world of the film then i start to be like well then why would i watch any of it if it could all just be if it could all just be a dream um, so that, that like, that's, that's the problem I run into with inception or in, in separate when people put in dream sequences and they don't like, you know, it's, they don't have any like real relevance to what it, I'm going to watch. Like, why am why am I seeing this thing that didn't actually take place that I don't feel like is giving me some insight into, into the, into this character? Like it, it's, that's, that's where I, that's where I have a hard, a hard time. Yeah. And I mean, look, it's, it's ultimately a movie, right? So yeah. you, you're either going to like it or not like it for me, you know, I, I probably do feel that way about some movies, but when the entire movie is based about, you know, 
uh, going into dreams and playing around in that space, then I think it's, it, it was not only appropriate, but like necessary probably to, to play with that a little bit. And then also in Inception, you know, it's not until the very end of the movie that they give you the, the final twist of, well, maybe a lot of what you saw didn't occur. Yeah. You know, um, through it, you're not really thinking that. And so then it makes it fun to go back and watch. I mean, I, I just thought, um, I, I mean, it's, it's one of the only movies ever, you know, I watched it and then I, I think I went back the next day cause I was just like, I, I need to see it again now knowing this you know, <laughs> thing at the end. But anyway, it's out and snatch is a great movie. Um, it was a movie that for some reason I didn't watch for like 15 years. I just, I had this like preconceived incorrect notion that I wouldn't like it. Um, and I think it was cause I saw some guy Richie movie that wasn't lock stock and wasn't snatch. And, and I was just like, what is this? And I didn't, didn't there, care for it. There's but now like snatches, you know, top 25 movies. It's like, it, maybe at some point, like I, there might need to be a name for the genre because it was also like rock and rolla and layer cake all had the same feel as lock stock snatch it's it's like a brit modern you know like low ranking like mob or criminal element it's it, whatever that world is whatever if there's a name for it i i love watching it yeah I, and i think the other thing was i had seen and really did not care for train spotting uh-huh. And and I was I was afraid it was going to be more similar to that, and instead it's just it, for me at least it's just a much more fun movie. Yeah, um, and it, it takes itself. I, I don't know. Just the style of humor is is more interesting. Yeah. All right. So final four: uh, Sting against Ocean's Eleven. The Sting. All right. That is a that is a tough one. Uh, Ocean's Eleven, uh, incredibly well crafted. Uh, big con right like yeah. just so many satisfying uh deliveries but uh i would agree with you uh, I, I don't think it's all and also cool. you and i have been through this if they take the goddamn love story out of the sting i am fine i am absolutely yes. fine and i'm better than fine they can do the same thing with paul newman in the hustler they can take the goddamn love story slows that movie down by about 40 unnecessary minutes uh they can take that out of there as well but yeah, this, yeah. this thing, God damn it, it's just so unneeded. The hustler is um, the hustler is not that good because uh, its highs are super high, but it just doesn't have. It's like you know, a lot of my favorite movies, like The Sting, like The Dark Knight, like Ocean's Eleven, like Inception. They have like so many pieces, so many ten to twenty minute pieces that mm-hmm. you love that. Yeah, okay, there's definitely some downtime in this thing, no question about it. But The Hustler is more downtime than, than uptime yeah. for me. Like, when I watch The Hustler, I, I usually fast-forward through half the movie. Yeah. Um, usual Suspects versus Snatch. I'm going to go with Snatch. All right. I would go... I, I, I'd go Usual Suspects there. Uh, usual Suspects, though, maybe kind of an odd one to include on this list. I mean, again, I, I but I... I think of it as a trick movie, yep. right? Like the entire yeah. thing is is pulling a, a trick on the audience. And Bait I knew and switch. going in, yeah, yeah. I knew going in that it had a, a a trick ending, and I still never got within like a hundred miles of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I mean, it fooled me. I mean, it was the best feeling. You know, the exact opposite of the sixth sense, where I went in and I was like, "Oh, well, this is 
I mean, I you know, immediately figured out what, what happened there and was sitting there the whole time like, why does nobody know what's happening here? And uh, usual suspects could not have been fooled any harder. And then it's just as fun to watch after you've already been fooled. Um, all right, so the finals is The Sting versus Snatch. Who's your winner? Paul Newman's too dreamy, man. It defined the genre. I got to go with The Sting. Yeah. Favorite scene in The Sting. What is it for you? Uh, oh, just that whole love story, you know, when... when uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I man, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Robert Shaw fan. Um, I'm picturing him on the golf course with the putter. Um, I don't know, man. I like I like no tough guy in the world is gonna frisk you there when he wraps up the uh, wraps yeah. up the, the the handkerchief and steals his money right there. Yeah. Um, I like that a lot. What do you do? You have a do you have a standout favorite in there? Uh, there's so many, but my, my absolute favorite is the train scene with the poker game. He's pretending to be drunk, and yeah. you, know, you just see them start to put all of that into the works. That's, is that the first it. time you see that? Water water for booze or whatever? Because they, they, they use it so much later in so many other movies. Or, you know, someone walks up to the bartender and says, hey, I'm going to keep on ordering these. Just make them water or whatever. Like, that, is that the first one? That was the, the first that I remember. It. Yeah. Uh, and it's certainly the most memorable to me. And then... I also love the scene where they have to do the, uh, uh, they, I think they call it the freeze out where they don't have enough money to let him put down another bet. Uh-huh. So he like gets there and they have to like, they all get in line right before him and he just misses <laughs> it. I mean, it's just, it's just great because it, you get to feel like you're actually part of the gang, you know, in that one. I mean, it's Ocean's Eleven like that too. It's also anyway, a bunch of fun seeing all those people come in and audition. Like I, I play me an English gentleman, you know, like I, I love that kind of as, as a, as improvisers, there's this thing called like five through the door where you have to like keep on walking through a door and be a different character. And it feels like that when you see that in a movie of like, oh, it's all, they just sat down with the writer at one point. It's like, okay, how many different kinds of like con people can we have walk through here? Like, well, we got to have an old lady. We got to have, a, you know, this kind of guy. We got to have, you know, we got to have this sort of, this sort of shyster. And yeah. So good. I mean, you know, getting the gang together is always a fun scene. Yeah. A series of scenes, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, just just great stuff. Uh, so anyway, we could talk about uh, con movies forever. We, went a we, may, we may have. And, uh, we I may just, yeah. we may have just. Uh, all right. Here, Rush, you know, this is where I put my, this is where I put the philosophical one. So here you go. Here's the situation, Rush. Trickster made me think of practical jokes. And when I thought of the basic classic practical jokes, Joy Buzzer's, the snakes in a peanut can, um, whoopee cushion or whatever. It seemed that there's an element of cruelty to to all of them. Um, or at the minimum, an embarrassment or inconvenience or fearful shock to the target of the joke or the trick. So my, my question for discussion really is, uh, is a practical joke essentially an act of cruelty or malevolence? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I mean, I think of those like old school practical jokes, which have clearly, you know, fallen out of favor. I yeah, think. you think about like Spencer's gifts; it's a, it's a punchline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, they were almost always um, exploding you know, cigar, like, flaming bag of crap. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but it, it's always like, uh, <laughs> y- you know, I guess utilitarian. You could argue in that it's. It's making one person feel like temporarily very uncomfortable for the amusement of many. Mm -hmm. And so there's, there's parts of it. Like, like I almost feel like the practical joke becomes more and more tolerable 
the larger the scale is, the more like people can get some enjoyment out of so it. So like a TV show of it, like Candid Camera or or what, yes. whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, because now you got thousands of people enjoying. You know, so this person goes through a few minutes of of uh, confusion or uncomfortableness for the for the joy of many. As opposed to like the hand buzzer, right? Which is just one on one, so it's just like some sadist. <laughs> right. I mean, it just definitely feels like a sadist thing, right? To be like, aha, yeah, you got shocked really bad, right? Or like money glued down to the ground, or the dollar bill on a string, you know, where it's just I one did, person. I, I will say that I laughed pretty hard when I when I was introduced <laughs> to the dollar bill on the string trick uh, by somebody who was at uh, sitting next to us at the ACC tournament uh, many years ago, and they had a five dollar bill on that string and. Everybody would go for it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just all about like, I don't know that the concept of it's all in good fun is an interesting one, right? Because um, you know, who gets to be the determining uh, of what to say what it is indeed all in good fun, right? And like, but even like the terms, like, well, like, is this in good fun? Because it doesn't sound like it sounds like this is in cruel intent. Or like, or yeah. like the name "practical joke" doesn't seem to quite cover it. That seems to make it's like, oh, here's an easy to do. You know, like it's practical, so you know, you know, it doesn't cost you a lot. You can do it just about anywhere, and it's a joke. Uh, but like, it doesn't seem like that term even covers what this is. This seems like, like you know, cruelty for fun, or like, hey, yeah. embarrass somebody, or you know, it doesn't seem like practical joke is the right term for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, you know, and then I, I, I think about like magicians, right. With, with, uh, when they do like, I, like I enjoy, I don't see like a ton of it. Right. But maybe I've probably averaged once a year over the last 10 years, maybe not quite that much, but seeing like a close up magic show at like yeah. magic castle in LA or at, uh, uh, Eddie Furman's wife's place. Uh, what's that called? Chicago magic lounge. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's made it through COVID. I hope it did, but, uh, I really, really enjoy that stuff but, but even there you know they 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 get that volunteer up there and then mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of it's kind of embarrassing that volunteer is like a lot of the pattern to, to make everybody laugh and you know it's it's you know you keep tricking them and keep showing everybody they've been tricked that seems less um uh you know less of a problem because the person is a volunteer right um and it just doesn't seem cruelly intentioned even though it is uh, designed to to goof on them a little bit. I did um, write magic down as kind of a follow up because it seems like it's tangential, if not the same. That there is there is a certain power structure to magic where it's like I know how to do something, or like I know something you don't. I'm going to show this to you. The one thing you're going to want to know is how this is done. The one thing I'm not going to tell you is how this is is how this is done. That there is, uh, if not a cruelty, there's a power play at at work there. Ideally, it's for your pleasure or wonder, but there is, you know, there is a a, a bit of like, you know, um, uh, a one upsman or you know, or some some kind of you know political positioning within within magic. Yeah, there's a status issue, but yeah. we, we like it though. Mm-hmm. And part of it is we all think like. <laughs> Everywhere else in the world, that that magician's not holding one up. I, mean, like, <laughs> I see him at the at the grocery store. I'm not like, oh no, the, the magician. You know, like, so, so they get their moment to, I, uh, you know, that's like that that episode of uh, Black Mirror that's so good. Um, it turns, of course, it turns very dark as they all do, uh, and he's a horrible, horrible guy. But but where Landry from uh, Friday Night Lights, uh-huh. that, that yeah. actor with the red hair, 
Yeah, he's like you the know, Captain Kirk so, type uh, in the in the fans, like yeah. Captain Kirk. And you realize, you know, you see him like that's his one moment, and since he has that control, he just is a horrific, you know, guy. Yeah. In that in that, uh, in that simulation, I I bought a book on so, me- on mentalism, and one of the recommendations in this is like is uh, if you were ever going to try and perform mentalism, is not to act. This person, this guy recommended, do not act like you are infallible. Like this can't. You know, like you, you're in control of it all, you know, which is sometimes the magician's persona, like Copperfield. It was just like, sit back and be amazed. I'm in control right. of all of this, you know, or, or Chris Angel or whatever is like, what, what this person recommended is act like it, this could go wrong, that you don't know if you're going to be able to execute this, that, that this might be your first time even trying this. And the possibility is there that this, this will screw up and blow up in your face. And that seemed like um, a more fun way uh, you know, for me to like to see it. And I think it breaks down that political relationship of like, sit back and be amazed. This is more like, hey, man, I hope this goes well, because, you know, it'd be better for both of us if this if this works. <laughs> yeah, no, I and I like the you know, I like the classic where the they, they appear to have gotten the trick wrong. Right. You know, right, right. Like, Oh, Oh, it wasn't the six of hearts. <laughs> oh, the four. I mean, okay. And then, and then of course, like the four of diamonds is like tattooed on their wrist. Right. Yeah. Those are, those are fun. All right. That was that All one. All right. Okay. TJ, uh, here's the situation. Hit um, me. uh, Trickers treat got me thinking of Halloween, got me thinking of holidays. And then in particular, Thinking about Halloween, I was like, you know, that's a holiday that's really good for young kids. Yeah. That kind of isn't very fun for it. It's not, not a good holiday, in my opinion, for your high school kids. They like vandalize instead of getting candy, you know? <laughs> right. And then and then it becomes a fun holiday again in your twenties because like you know, you're out you're out going to bars and people are dressing, you know, dressing up and it's a it's a party night. Big it used to be, and maybe it still is, it was the biggest like cab night in Chicago, even more than New Year's Eve. Right, right. Um, so, uh, here is the situation: uh, you, uh, you are living in a dystopian future. Oh in no! Which, uh, <laughs> in which holidays are uh, occasionally removed, okay, uh, so from various demographics, and they're just not allowed to celebrate that holiday. And you are tasked with. Uh, the ho- you're, you're on the holiday retention committee, and what you get to do is assign one holiday to each of the following age groups that cannot be removed from them. Okay, so they get to that, they get to celebrate. This age group gets to celebrate this holiday. Yeah, no matter okay. what. So other uh, for for everybody else, holidays are randomly removed. So you have like a fifty fifty chance not to get to enjoy that holiday. Okay, because in this dystopian future, they're like Thanos. They think. People will enjoy the holidays more if they don't know whether they're going to get to have them or not. Okay. But each each of these age groups will get to have one that you can preserve. You're not allowed to use any holiday twice. Okay. All right. And there's seven age groups. The first is five to ten. All right. Next one is eleven to eighteen. Okay. Next one is nineteen to twenty-five. Hmm. All right. Next one is twenty-six to thirty-five. Okay. Next one is 36 to 50. Hmm. All right. Penultimate one is 51 to 65. All right. And the last one is 66 and over. 
All right. Man, I got to think of enough holidays. All right. Um, Halloween, Valentine's, Christmas, New Year's Eve, uh, St. Pat's. Um, Thanksgiving, you, you didn't list. Labor, uh, Thanksgiving. Fourth of MLK, July. MLK. Fourth of July. Well, I'm certainly not spending uh, New Year's Eve on anyone over 50, 51 and over because they're in bed by... They're in bed by 10 on those anyway. Those are, I was like, oh, did it? Really? Yeah. Yeah, Pops. It was, yeah. Oh, no kidding. All right. Okay. Let's let's do the ones that... Uh, 5 to 10, I'm between 2. They both make absolute sense. I'm trying to think of which would be best. Man, I got to leave as much as I'd like to take it. I got to leave them Christmas. Okay. The five to ten year old, you can't take Christmas away from the little kids. Yeah, it would be too. It would be too horrible. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna give uh, eleven to eighteen. They're just gonna have to bite it because that's yeah. Oh no, man! I'm gonna give nineteen to twenty five. They can have Halloween. So it's taking it out of the candy. I'm giving. I'm gonna take it out of the candy grabbers and give it to the to the um, costumed sex people. I'm gonna yep, let. Sex up costume. Yeah, yep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let That's them a good, have a good it. Age for those folks to enjoy themselves. Um, thirty-six to fifty get Thanksgiving. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think uh, that's when. That's when they want that. Um, twenty-six to thirty-four. Five, you can have Valentine's Day. Okay. Right. It's good. So you've got a fair amount of that that demographic still dating. Yep. And so, you know, that that could make that could make sense. Although Valentine's Day, not you know, not the greatest holiday. No, not the best. Um, eleven to eighteen is going to get Fourth of July. Oh, I thought you were going to give them the New Year's Eve. Uh, yeah, I I was I was, but I think they're going to like. Like they're gonna like fireworks more than they're gonna like champagne and 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 little blowers and stuff stuff okay. like that. Um, fifty one to sixty five, they're gonna get. I more than anything, I want them to have the day off, so they're gonna get Labor Day. I had Labor Day <laughs> really for that. Yeah, because I kind of think, like, especially as you get older. <laughs> You, you start to, you know, maybe because it's for the, your life, too, but, you know, you want to take advantage of that last month. Right. Summer, and so you can kick it off great because, you know, you start to feel that the, the, the winters are, are you know, <laughs> right. it's, 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 you take them harder. You take them harder. Yeah. You get older a little bit. So. And lastly, like 66 and over because it just becomes kind of a fact of life at that point. Memorial Day. Okay. Yep, Memorial Day. All right, that's so it. Everybody. I didn't even I didn't even put New Year's on there. No one gets New Year's, or everybody. Or New Year's is left up to random. Yep, nobody got St. Patrick's Day. No, I I, I I think Halloween is a better one than New Year's Eve or St. Patrick's if you're if you're assigning the kind of rowdy one to the nineteen to twenty five. Twenty five, so right? I agree with you there. I'm not sure. I had it Halloween for the five to ten, and Christmas for eleven to eighteen. Yeah, you've convinced me that I'm wrong, and I should have done Christmas for the you know for the Santa the Santa crew. Yeah, 
and then uh, and then Halloween. Yeah, I like how you did. What, what did you have? Did you have a holiday in there? Did you give New Year's? To, did you say you gave New Year's to someone, or do you have a holiday in there that I just entirely left off? Yeah, I had it. So I, I, I had it. Um, Halloween for the little kids, uh, Christmas for the eleven to eighteen, uh, New Year's Eve to the okay. uh, nineteen to twenty-five yep. year olds, uh, 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 Thanksgiving for the thirty-six to fifty, like you did Labor Day. Uh, I had like you did. Um, I had Valentine's Day for the uh, for the really old folks. Oh, okay, I thought like I thought at that point. Um, you know, at that point, most people would be, uh, coupled up and can either have a memory about their, sure. uh, hopefully, you know, the deceased, uh, no one, or hopefully not deceased, but if so, it's a nice memory. And if, uh, if not, then you, you know, um, I just think like, there's something about like old, old, old cute couples, you know, like sprung, sprung to mind. Yep. And then for the, um. Uh, the 26 uh, to 35 crew, I did um, uh, Memorial Day. Oh, no, I'm sorry, I did July 4th. Okay, gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah, I can see that's a nice time. It's a nice time to have a backyard backyard barbecue. Probably, probably some people with kids, at, young kids at that point, and stuff like that. So I can I can see that. Yeah, if Thanksgiving was available, that would certainly be the one I would give them because you know. Uh, in your late twenties, early thirties, more people are, are traveling and, you know, away from their, their home and it's a good time to come back home. Right. So Christmas, I mean, you know, Christmas would be probably number one, almost, almost always, there, yeah. or, you know, Hanukkah, whatever, but you, whatever you want. Yeah, but, but the, the kind of end of the year winter holiday. Um, so anyway, yeah, right. pretty similar. I, I, I kind of like your list better than mine. Hey, thanks man. Um, Rush, you might need a piece of paper for this next one. I have, uh, right, I have, I got one. All right. There you go. So we did this, we did, uh, one like this before when, um, comedy, I think it was, uh, Laughter House Fives. Um, so I, I'm, I, here's the situation, Rush. I'm going to list for you a number of different types of magic performances, and I'd like you to put them in order from least favorite to most favorite. You got it. All right. Um, the first one is stage illusions. So this would be like the kind of large scale David Copperfield sort of Siegfried and Roy kind of kind of stuff. Uh, next is escapology. So, you know, Houdini getting locked up and put in a water tank or whatever. Uh, next one is mentalism. Next one is close up magic. So, you know, coin and card right up close. Yep. Next is pickpocket magic. This comes out, you know, they got your watch, they got your wallet, they got all that. Um, next is parlor magic. So uh, basically the kind of like in between stage and close up, probably what you describe usually as like the um, the uh, magic castle. It's, you know, a room of 60. So it's kind of slightly, it's not making a tiger disappear, but it's also not making a coin disappear. It's designed for, you know, something larger, probably rings, ropes, you know, stuff, stuff like that amongst them. Um, comedy, comedy magic. So we've mentioned before the amazing Jonathan and, you know, and stuff like that. Um, next Russ is like, um, this is, it's sometimes described as like geek magic. I put it down as physical magic. So when people like pass, a needle through themselves or anything that is almost like sideshow, 
but you know sword swallowing you know anything along those lines that use the body and you know and stuff like that and lastly we call that category sorry we're just i'm just called that physical physical magic i think there's also stuff where like um david blaine would like lock himself in a block of ice or like He's like buried underground for like three days or whatever, stuff like that. That just seems like physical feats of, of oddity yep. and stuff. And lastly, quick change, quick change magic. Um, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I've seen quick change themselves in many halftime shows. Uh, <laughs> okay. So it should so. be nine. I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Those are nine different kinds yep. of magic. And you can list them from like least appealing to most appealing to you or least impressive. However, you know, like you want to put it most, okay. most uh, interesting. I'm going to go on my appeal. All right. Um, number nine, physical magic. Don't okay. care for it. Uh, makes me uncomfortable. Hate watching like somebody put a needle through their arm. I hear um, you. Don't like, don't like any of that stuff. Uh, number eight. Uh, escapology. Ah, so okay. Very, very disconcerting to me. Don't it just am nervous and uh, it, it's you know. It, so it's, it's not that you're not interested. It it kind of does its job to you. You 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 feel that the, the yeah. sense of suffocation or or whatever from the from the setups and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, don't don't like it. Um, didn't even even though I had a party for it, didn't even love watching the guy walk on the high wire. You know, uh-huh. um, there's just something about, like, I don't want to watch somebody die. Uh-huh. I'm not interested in it. Uh, so that's not something that, that, that I care for. Um, next, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say comedy magic. Um, okay. With the caveat that, like, most of, you know, most of the good magic for parlor magic and uh, mentalism and, um, Close-up magic, uh, a lot of that has a lot of comedy to it. Right. But if it's if it's comedy first, you know, and that's really the the calling card, right? It's oh, I'm very funny, like the guy that dresses up like a dragon, uh, for instance, like Piff the Magic oh, Dragon yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I like him, but I, I I would rather I would rather the focus be on the magic with with good comedy. With yep. Um, I hear you. But you know, like. All those people, those parlor magicians, they better they better be have really good comedic patter, or else they're not. I'm not going to like them. But um, so that that's why I say it that way. Yeah. Uh, six six would be stage illusion. Okay. Um, I, I often say like the bigger the trick, the less uh, it, uh, impressive it is. To I me. hear you. So if if you you know if you make a coin appear in my right hand when I thought it was in my left hand. That's way more impressive to me than the Statue of Liberty disappearing because I just can't, uh, you know, I'm just like, well, that's obviously not a thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, you know, there's just uh, the the, mo- the willing suspension of disbelief doesn't kick in. Yeah. Right. Something like that for me. I, I don't ca- I don't like levitation. I don't like. Uh, yeah. The big, the bigger acts when I'm at like a magic castle or something. That's they, I saw um, Penn and Teller. My, my folks and my brothers and I saw Penn and Teller a bunch of years ago. And basically they, they, I forget how they phrased it. You know, they, it was, they phrased it pithily cause it was a joke, but like basically was saying like Siegfried, the music at Siegfried and Roy is so loud because it needs to cover up the hydraulic elevators that are lowering and raising 
tanks filled with tigers on one side of the stage to the other side of the stage. Right. And I think they were making a point. They had no other sound while they were talking to you or doing tricks. So it's just, you, you know, you didn't hear the, the forklift or whatever drop the, you know, like the entire right. back part of the stage out. So yeah, I hear you. And I love, I love tigers, but I, I, Siegfried Roy <laughs> was, uh, was, was a waste of money when I saw that. Um, Fifth for me would be pickpocket magic. Okay, um, I think I, I I enjoy that, but that that's pretty narrow. Yep, only so much uh, you can do. I hear you. And so I'm I don't think I would want to watch you know more than a little bit of that. Um, fourth is going to be uh, quick change. Um, I've, like uh, that's uh, higher than I thought it would be, just for the same reason. Yeah. There's only so many styles of it, you know, or ways you can yeah. ways you can quick and, change. And Danielle, you are. Uh, Andy St. Clair's wife always makes fun of me for liking quick change. Andy and I love quick change. And uh, she's like, that is so stupid. And I'm like, no, it isn't. It's great. I mean, it's it's a one-trick pony. If if I'm at a halftime, though, of a basketball game and that comes on, I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm not getting right. up. You can't get me out of there. It's second only. The best halftime show is the Red Panda. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. By far. Yeah. But then... Quick change is my second favorite. Maybe like when you get the really athletic dudes on trampoline. Yeah. And they get out and do a bunch of dunks and stuff. I enjoy it. Did that. you watch the E60, the E60 on the Red Panda? Uh, no. There's a I red. Needed. Yeah. There's a Red Panda E60 story. I, Check it out. I now know what I'm doing this evening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, my buddy Mitch Henderson, he, he's the head coach at Princeton now. He was previously the assistant coach at Northwestern. And, you know, he's, he's like a very serious guy, especially like you know, when he's getting ready for his basketball games, but he's a huge red Panda. Fan. <laughs> and red Panda was like standing next to him and he's getting ready for the game. And he's like, he almost never does this, but he goes over and talks to the red Panda. And he's like, I just got to say, I absolutely love your act. Like, you know, how did you, um, how'd you, how'd you, uh, how'd you learn to do this? Oh. And she was like, well, it was my <laughs> father's idea. And I spent one year, one full year, just practicing, unicycling yeah. for seven <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week. And then the next year I practiced, uh, seven hours a day, seven days a week, uh, kicking the cups onto my head, you know, just from a seated position. And, and, and Mitch was like, well, what were you going to do after two years if you couldn't combine them? <laughs> you know, like that's a, first of all, like that's a heavy, it's a, it's an interesting that your dad came up with this concept. And he was like, I mean, it basically seems impossible. Right. He's like, he's like, this will work. It'll just take a year of unicycle training right. and then a year of kick up, kick, kick, cup kicking training. Yeah. The first, anyway. first year I was flying a plane. The second year I was not missing a free throw. And then it was just a matter of flying the plane and not missing any free throws after that. Right. Right. I mean, it was, it was crazy, but yeah, I love, love the red panda. Probably, uh, uh, we used to like find which games she would come to the to the northwestern the the guys and and we would go for the for the panda. Uh, okay, so um, fourth, I'm going to do a quick change. Um, this might also be my top three. I think I think I would get down to this top three as well. So number three for me is going to be um, mentalism. Okay, I enjoy it. Uh, I, I really like all three of these top three. Um, and I don't, I, I have no idea how they do any of this stuff. I don't want to know. Yeah, uh, I actually, hear you. To your earlier point, like I, I don't, I, if you were like, here's how this trick worked, I'd be like, please stop. Please yep. don't, I, I never want to know. Because um, I really enjoy getting fooled. Um, 
And, you know, like, I feel like I've kind of seen the main mentalism tricks and the main close-up magic tricks many times at this point, but I still, I still love them. Um, there's something that's a little unnerving for me about the mentalism stuff that, that it, that's why I rank it, I ran it, rate it third. And it's kind of funny that you brought up like, uh, the thing, cause I, sometimes I find the mentalists like, uh, a little smarmy. Okay. Um, gotcha. And so uh, I think the book that you read, that's a good tip. You know, you got to be, you got to leave the ego there a little bit and make us feel more like we're on even footing. Uh, Next would be Parlor Magic. I love Parlor Magic. Yeah. But uh, there's nothing as good as close up magic. Like uh, I'll I'll wait the extra hour to get into that little tiny theater that only seats 10. And, you know, you're right there and uh, you're just watching the tricks and you just can't believe it, you know. I mean, one of my favorite things at the Magic Castle is just like going to that bar and they've got the bar where the bartender um, is, is actually doing a bunch of magic right there for you. And, you know, if you get the, the right folks there, I mean, the, my favorite shows I've ever seen in my life are like just right there because, you know, you are getting tricks like, yeah. you, and you, <laughs> you know, that you're not in on it, you know? Right. And like. If if it's anybody else, you, you're kind of like, well, I don't know. I mean, this girl easily could be a plant, you know, but but not there. So that's my top. How would you order the top? Um, I think third would be parlor, and then it'd be it'd be a it'd be a real cage match for those top two. I love mentalism. Um, right now, I'd probably put mentalism one, close up magic two. Um, but I could be I could be talked out of it. I could be talked into flipping those two very, very easily, but those would definitely be the top, the top two for for me. And I think I'd also have physical magic at the bottom. I don't, I don't want to see needles pass through faces or any of that, any of that stuff that it doesn't, doesn't intrigue me. Any of the ones that like, I'm also though, I think would have quick change and escapology would also be low. Cause like they end the same way. Like they, they're all like, you were wearing that. Now you're wearing that you were in that box. Now you're not in that box. And so like those things that have kind of like set outcomes are less interesting to me, or the outcome basically is the same each time, um, has less interest to me where mentalism or close up magic or whatever, it seems like they can be done. And the final result can be a lot of different things done a lot of different, done a lot of different ways. So. Yeah. I, um, I, I agree. I agree with all that. And, and look, I mean, quick change. Like, I probably should have rated it like a little bit lower. But <laughs> hey, buddy, your almost. taste is your taste. I'm not trying to talk you out of that at all. What is the guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, Asian guy. He's like just got a show now in Vegas. Um, God dang it! What is he? Uh, what type? So I, I mean, I, what type of uh, magic? So he he kind of does like, you know card tricks and like stuff that would be kind of close up, but he does it for huge crowds. Oh, I don't so know. He did. Um, he's like been on, you know, the Penn and Teller show about like, you know, fooled me or whatever. Oh, that, maybe I did see him perform. Did he, did he just do it entirely silently? And, uh, yeah. I think I saw that episode and he, he did, um, absolutely fool them. Right. He was, he was, he, they had no idea how he did anything. Yeah. He's like gone on multiple times. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think he's like, you know, one of the, golly, what is his name? Because um, I'm dying to go. That's what I want to go do, uh, you know, and we were going to do it uh, pre-COVID was uh, go to Vegas last August. And see that guy? Go see, 
it's like Shin Lee or something. That's not it though. Yeah, I, I have seen him and he was amazing. I think sometimes he just had like red cards and green cards or blue cards and red blue cards and red cards and was just doing did five t- five minutes just doing things with two different colored cards that were uh, like just beautiful. It's it is like quietly kind of mesmerizing or like meditatively uh pretty uh, if, if if I'm remembering this this correctly. Oh yeah, he had like a yeah, great um Shin Lim. Okay. Name, apparently. But he he fooled them multiple times. Um and yeah, it's like it's got all this music and and I mean, he just has an incredible way about him, you know, it's like it's like what Copperfield's trying to do, except Copperfield. Yeah, I, I always was put off by David Copperfield. Yeah, I hear you. And this guy instead just like draws me in, and I'm like, man, this is so and, incredible. And let me say, like, I like the way this guy moves. I usually don't like the way magicians move. That like that's uh, like part of that Copperfield of like the arms like that and this kind of stuff is like right. cool. It man, just do just do magic, you know. Like, right. so I hear you. Usually I don't like, but there was something kind of mesmerizing about this about the guy you're talking about. Okay, TJ. Yes. Um, here's the situation. All right. Oh, boy. We got ourselves a food draft. I'm here with TJ Jagadowski. No. Delicious. Here we are. We're talking about some treats. And in particular, one of my favorite treats, I, I think TJ's a fan as well, but regardless of whether he's a fan or not, I guarantee he's going to get some great color commentary. Best huh. business. This is ice cream flavors. Whoa. All right. The ice cream flavors. For those of you who haven't seen a food draft before, it's pretty simple. Uh, we got eight contestants on here. They're going to have four rounds. We're only going to show you two of them. I don't know why we do four, but we only show you two. And uh, they're each going to draft a total of four ice cream flavors. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will be the only ice cream flavors they're allowed to eat for the rest of their life. So you got to make some good choices. And uh, once the flavor is picked, you can't pick it. Now, a nice thing about the ice cream draft is Pretty much anything goes. So, you know, you, you want to have a uh, chocolate and then a mint chocolate chip and then a regular chocolate chip. All of those are available. All right. Pretty much anything goes in the draft. And so, TJ, we've got a great we got a great draft going today. And before we get that in the first pick, just curious, what would, you know, if you're up there, you got first pick, what are you thinking? I think, I'm, I, think I might just go with the chocolate chip. I think, it, uh, I think it covers a lot of bases. I think you can do a lot. I think it's great straight up. Um, I'm also thinking of like, well, would I go with just a straight vanilla? Cause I can use it for a lot of stuff. I can use it, you know, in shakes to kind of flavor and then flavor the shake any way I want to a la mode. You know, if I want to do, you know, ice cream sandwich, all of those are just fine with, with vanilla. So I might even just go as bland as a vanilla for the adaptability of it and then give myself a strong flavor in the second round. But I think with something like chocolate chip, I can accomplish just about everything I want to with the vanilla, but it's just a little more interesting to have by itself. So I, I think something like that might be near the top. But also for people who love chocolate, almost as adaptable as, uh, as, as, as vanilla, not quite as, uh, as blank a canvas. But for people who love chocolate, then go ahead and just do it. It's a fine, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a flavor for a couple thousand years for a good reason. That's some great analysis. And as you said, vanilla has been the number one flavor uh, for a hundred years in a row for a reason. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great flavor. I wouldn't be surprised to see vanilla go number one. Uh, and, and you've already laid out some great reasons why it's got, it's got some flexibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you only got four flavors for the rest of your life, you got to be careful of that. But our first pick is iced tea, iced tea. Uh, oh. Glad to have it here. 
the 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 former the former rapper and star of, and former one of the stars of star Law and Order of, SVU. Uh, Law and Order SVU. Yeah, that's right. He's up. He's got first pick, and he went with peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter and chocolate. Okay. Um, you know what? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, I there there was a great peanut butter ice cream I had as a kid. My grandmother used to buy it, and I really really enjoyed it. Um, it had it had like wedges of actual peanut butter in there that would kind of flake and melt in your mouth. I think a good peanut butter like that is is fine. I don't think it was going to go. I don't think I think he could have got it with the later pick, but that said, I don't know why you wouldn't get it then, you know, if 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 yeah. if you could. Um and and I think it's it's um you know, it's 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 kind of a nice pick in in this way. It seems really specific, but very general at the same at the same time, I, I, I think right. it's I think it's a pretty decent pick. I will say it is my favorite ice cream flavor. So I, I can't oh, there you go. Ice tea uh, making that move. Although I think uh, vanilla is a, a safer pick up there for the reasons you said. You're going to make some sundaes, some banana splits, uh, some floats, some uh, some uh, some shakes. Uh, anyway, uh, next up is uh, Leslie Miranda White's. Uh, <laughs> Leslie is uh, is here, and she's already uh, already at the podium, and it looks like she's going with uh, not a huge surprise, but uh, going with chocolate. Okay. And I do wonder whether she would have gone vanilla if peanut butter and chocolate hadn't already gone, but now she's you know time to grab. Although you never get chocolate in the second round, so yeah. Um, no. Pick. Yeah. If you want chocolate, you, you got to get it. You're, you're going to have to get it early. So yeah, that's a that's a fine pick. Makes sense. All right. And uh, moving as quickly as he can up to the podium Ooh. is uh, Burl Lafferty. Uh, Burl is a uh, uh, big, big ice cream man, big, big man generally. Burl oh, okay. is up there, uh, and he uh, let's see what he's got. He's gone with butter pecan. Butter Thoughts pecan. On, uh, the butter pecan pick in the in the three hole. Not too bad. I like. I. I again. I think that's going to still still be around. Um, I think. You know, it, it's so hard when it comes. It's so hard when it comes to some things about taste. Because if if that's if that's Burl's favorite ice cream, and as a big man, it packs a punch. It's got buttery flavor. It's got a it's got a right nice fatty nut in there for you. You know, like that's right. and if and if that's what you want, then 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 I hear you. I think he could have got that later. But once again, I'm not quite sure what you get earlier, other than other than vanilla, you know, like, cause once, yeah. once we get out of there and I don't even put strawberry in that same category, even though that's, you know, that usually completes the, the triumvirate of the, uh, uh Nepal, Nepal, yeah. uh, Neapolitan, um, yeah. or Napoleon, I forget. Cause, uh, Neapolitan, you know, yeah. okay. Cause isn't there also like a green, red, a green strawberry and chocolate? Is that the, I don't know. Pistachio. Yeah, I think so. I think that's also a, a some some a flavor somewhere. But yeah, but I don't put strawberry in that same category as chocolate and vanilla. Those those are chocolate and vanilla are canvases. Strawberry is the first of the paints. You know, like uh, I mean, you, you look at you look at your uh, your your bit of uh, Neapolitan and like that strawberry is always the last right? man standing. I've 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 never understood why that's even in the same. Why even that is the third flavor out of the box usually. It seems like something else. Why even? Why is that even the first of the fruits that you that you get? It's not the most commonly eaten fruit. Is apple ice cream much too hard to make? Is I think on a daily basis, I think more people would eat a banana or an orange or an apple certainly than a strawberry. So I'm not sure why strawberry is the first is the first one out of the box. But it is. It is. It like sure you is. said, it's it's uh, it's the holy spirit of the, the ice cream trinity. It's mentioned a lot less than the other two, but. Uh, 
It's in that. It's in there for sure. And strawberries uh, don't freeze well. I'll, like they don't freeze. And that is a that tastes like old skin when you get a strawberry in there. It's like a, a like a band aid. You know, it, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. No, it doesn't sound. Yeah. Sound, no, it doesn't sound no, not at all. Uh, speaking of unappealing, I'm having to watch Burrow put down uh, some butter pecan <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, the saucer uh, that he's got. The, the little cup of ice cream looks like a looks like a children's toy in his massive hand. massive palm. <laughs> As Burrell takes down some butter pecan. Next up is Nancy Normal. She is, uh, she's got right up there and it has already picked vanilla. Yep, I hear you. That's it. Everything about that seemed pretty predictable right there. Yeah, Nancy, Nancy Normal doing her thing, getting yeah. vanilla. Uh, she's got to be thrilled to get it at four. Yeah. Yeah, well, I thought that would have been gone by then, but yeah, that's. that's yeah, I was that's, talking to her pre draft. She had it as her number one on her board. So to get it fourth pick, she's thrilled. That's great. Uh, that, next up is Winnie Cooper. Oh, okay. So at, at this point, at this, uh, no no connection or relation to the. Uh, the to the character. character. Yeah, Winnie right. From, uh, <laughs> from the Wonder Years. This is not This is not that. This is a, an actual woman named Winnie Cooper. <laughs> that's good. What would you be, where, where would you be kind of triangulating to? What are you thinking about if you got the fifth pick and. Uh, What's gone is gone. Me, once again, uh, for some some level of adaptability, and this is usually the fourth flavor out of the box when you when you hear it. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind a coffee. Uh, a coffee here. I would try and stay still pretty pretty basic with with my with my flavor here. I don't know if I'm going with any with any add-ons here. So I think I'm, I might go coffee. Um, if you like strawberry, I I think. You know, you, you can, you can certainly do that here, but maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm just thinking traditionally what would, what would come out of the one, two, three, four slots. Um, well, we're not going to have to wait any longer because she's at the podium right now and she has selected chocolate chip cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. Okay. Uh, probably made famous by the bit of Jerry's folks, but then uh, made ubiquitous, uh, really following that it's become, uh, uh, of the last in the last thirty years, I don't know that there's a flavor that's come on harder than chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, and it's yummy. It sure is yummy. I I can see that. It's a heavy. It's a heavy one. You know, like that's that's not one you necessarily want to put next to your next to your uh, slice of apple pie. It's it's you know, no. this is not a good Alamode ice cream, but it's a, a great standalone, stand by itself ice cream. You know, I, I I it's a it's a good it's a good pick. It's a bold pick. It is. It is. I, I you've kind of you've convinced me though a little bit. Like I, I would go with the regular chocolate chip. Feels more of a. I could have it a couple times a week. Yep. Chocolate chip cookie dough feels like a little bit of a stretch uh, to lead off with. But I, I think there's nothing quite like it. I think so, Winnie's yeah. going to have to take her foot off the gas round two. Okay, interesting point. Yeah. Uh, next up in the six hole is uh, Dougie Poots. <laughs> uh, Dougie Poots is. Uh, we're waiting with uh, bated breath. He seems to be. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if bated breath was the flavor ice cream he chose. I I, I would yeah. it's I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, he seems to be kind of in between a couple because normally he's pretty quick with his picks, but now he's moving up now. He's moving up now. Oh, and, boy. Uh, you know, you never know with Dougie. <laughs> no, you um, don't. You sure don't. Oh, they don't. They don't have a scoop of it at the table. So it's like uh, okay. it's like when he's that far off the. It's not at the. Uh, it's not even at the. NFL what do they have? Like they, they. I'm sure they had like almost. They have almost seventy flavors at the table, don't they? Like is uh, it, I think they have a hundred flavors. Up there. Wow. They didn't have this one, so he went. He went outside of what they expected, and he went with uh, daiquiri ice. <laughs> I can't. Uh, what do you think? I mean, that's a bold call. I, I, mean, I can't. You know, I. 
I don't know what that is. I I don't know what it's a, it's a, it's a Baskin Robbins. It's a Baskin Robbins <laughs> signature flavor. I, it's uh, <laughs> it's green. It's like a green sherbet, basically. What does uh, it taste? Uh, What's the flavor? It's designed to kind of recreate almost like a like a non alcoholic uh, uh, daiquiri, like, of, like of what? rum and lime. Rum and lime. So it's yeah, lime. Kind of rum lime. It's a green color and it's uh, got a sherbet feel to it. <laughs> uh, and I would say it's uh, it's kind of almost like a it's almost like if you if you creamed up a uh, margarita mix almost a little bit. Oh God. Um... I, 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 it's not salty. I don't want to. I don't want to call it salty, <laughs> but it's it's kind of in that vein. I I think I'd rather the leftover ice from a daiquiri. I I think I it, I, I was stunned into silence because in a lifetime of eating ice cream and years spent actually scooping ice cream, I had never heard of this. I had never heard of this flavor. So I, I was really I was I was kind of at a at a loss of what where to. Where to go? Where to go with it? You get it. You get it at the Basket Robins. Uh, they call it a rum and lime flavored, but it's not. You know, it's obviously not alcohol. Rum and so, lime. Yeah, Dougie always doing weird stuff. I I really don't know if you want the flavor of rum without any of the punch of of no. of of rum. I, I that that I, I don't know if I'd even be able to place necessarily rum. Just rum as a flavor. I know there's rum raisin and and you know and stuff like that, but I don't know if I'd be able to just place rum individually as uh, a flavor yeah and i don't, I don't think i you know i mean i don't like a sherbet going this high just across the board and it, would, and it is a sherbet it is a sherbet yeah it's more of the sherbet uh you know family more in the fruity style uh ice uh closer to that sherbet type of uh what a dick consistency what yeah. an absolute uh, dick. Next up is Dana McKinney. What a dick. Let me just get that on the record. What a dick. I I, I, I know you said it was Sherberty. I didn't know that he put a Sherbert this. What a what an absolute fucking jerk. Yeah, I mean it's it's a bad pick. He could have got it in the fourth round. They didn't even have it. In fourth the round. Fourth yeah. round. I think ten percent of the people in the in the nation know what the hell daiquiri ice is. It's a yeah, a huge. Stretch. It sounds like it's a white a claw. Colossal blunder by Poots. Even even if you're like, it's my favorite flavor. Like, why why not get it in the fourth? And you said he was now. between two, and he went with this it, one. It, it, it seemed that way because he's normally very decisive, but he was uh, really he was really kind of hemming and hawing up there. And, uh, <laughs> but he went with the daiquiri ice. Uh, next up is Dana, Danica McKellar, the actress that played Winnie, Winnie Cooper. Cooper. Right? Yeah. yeah. And this is the actress who played. This is the actress who played Winnie Cooper. That is correct. Okay, wow. In fact, Danica McKellar, who played Winnie Cooper, but not to be confused with uh, Winnie Cooper, real life woman named Winnie Cooper. Right. Drafted two picks before. Danica McKellar went with coffee ice cream. Okay. Earlier, kind of a a safe choice, you think? Yeah, I think it's a safe choice, buddy. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty surprised the chocolate chip is still is still out there. Someone is going to get value on that chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, that's a great point, and uh, uh, and so too is mint chocolate chip. And you wonder whether that that has like an impact. You know, that there's two chocolate chips still sitting out there. I don't know, but uh, maybe surprise to me. I, I tell you though, like I I went to this one phase where like it was like what what is mint? You know, like I know it's a plant, I know it's a thing, but like that sometimes it just seems that it's an arbitrary flavoring. 
and I and I started to shy away from th- from flavors that didn't have an actual representation. It started to feel a little too close to like charcoalberry fin for me, or or ecto <laughs> ecto cooler, you know, like and and yeah. so like I liked things that had a an actual physical representation, and for that case, and. and Mint can box you a little bit. Mint is not something you want a third scoop of. That's just mint yeah. after mint after mint. But chocolate, regular chocolate chip, I'll have that. You know, I'll go for that third scoop of that, you know, happily. Uh, you know, uh, you make a good point there. I, I, I agree. And uh, TJ, this is pretty exciting. Uh, for the eighth and ninth pick, they're now walking him up to the stage. Ooh. Uh, the eighth and ninth pick is Smoke Joe. Smokey Joe is a cocker spaniel. Uh, he's just going to kind of sniff around, and whichever ice creams he decides to uh, pick first, that's going to be the two picks. Hey, they got to uh, keep him away Joe from here. anything. They got to keep yeah. him away from anything with chocolate. It's poison. It's poison. It's dog poison. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, it, well, it could be. Yeah, it better not they, be. You better not he, go that route. No, he can't. But, he, you know, <gasps> oh, uh, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's up there. I oh, he's no. He's started off. He's he's licking one of them, TJ. You're gonna oh, be glad man. to hear it. It's, uh, it doesn't have any chocolate. In it. Okay, good. He's, he's kicked off with birthday cake. Okay, good. That, that's great. That's a great. That's a great pick for a dog. That's a great pick for a little dog. A dog eating birthday cake ice cream. Perfect. A little puppuccino. And uh, he's gone ahead. He's started licking another one. I hope. I don't know if it's gonna kill him or not, TJ. But uh, he's he's selected cookies and cream. Cookies and cream ice cream. Ooh, uh, I think there's a. I don't know how much chocolate's in those chocolate cookies. I really, I would. I, man, I hope he sticks to the birthday cake because I think that that could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, uh, otherwise, I think cookies and cream. You know, like the only one who doesn't want cookies and cream is maybe Winnie Cooper on the on the wraparound. But I think anyone else, you know, like I, I just I I think Smokey Joe might be the the person who m- most should not have cookies and cream on on the second on the second round. But yeah. fine ice cream uh, flavor, uh, fine ice cream flavor. Yeah, let's hope let's hope Smokey Joe's gonna be okay. Oh. Uh, but I see him right now. He looks fine. He's just really going to town on a, on a little bowl of uh, the birthday cake ice cream. So hopefully uh, his handlers will uh, uh, will make clear to him that uh, the cookies and cream is not where he should be focusing. Absolutely. Thinking, but, you know, you, uh, that's what he got. It. That's what he got his uh, paws into. Uh, Danica McKellar is, is raced up for her second pick. Uh, she had coffee, remember, to start yeah. with. And now she's following that up with strawberry ice cream. Okay. Wow, you know what? I wouldn't think, and I'm I'm gonna call them the classic three four. I would not think that three four would end up as the seventh and tenth pick on the board. I think she's got a strong. I think she's got a real strong base going there. I I I, I really like where she is right now. Got some good basic flavors. She, if anybody's in a great spot, to make a little bit of a reach in third, the third round. Go, super. Go for something that's a little goofy. I know? love it. Yep, I I couldn't agree more. She's got moose tracks, rocky roads. She can start. I I would like to see. Um, her third pick have three or four elements to it. You know, I would oh, like, I, I would like to see great, something. That's a great in point. There. Yeah. That's a great point. Uh, Dougie, speaking of a little, uh, a little off the wall, Dougie Poots oh, is nice. walking his way up and, uh, his draft like, is already yeah. unsalvageable. You, you realize that his draft is already un unsavable. He's wasted one of his four picks. I mean, just, just absolute, uh, insanity with that Zachary yeah. ice uh, pick. Uh, but oh, this time they do have the ice cream that he wants. Okay, uh, and he's he's selected moose tracks. Okay, moose tracks. that's so, weird. I just mentioned. I just mentioned. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know what? It's it's not it's not where I want to be, but it's it's a pick in the universe of ice cream flavors. So yeah, you, you know, you got your it's what vanilla plus the peanut butter cups plus the fudge. It's a solid, uh, you know, unhealthy but uh, delicious uh, flavor there. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be you don't want to be tracking those moose uh, every night, but uh, pretty tasty. I can't I can't believe you went with daiquiri ice first. That's a, it's really incredible. Why? It's just what goes through this man's mind. No one, just, no one, no one care. Nah, nobody, nobody was gonna crack the the sherbet sorbet you know no one was going to crack that seal until at minimum minimum round three and that would have been an orange sherbet or something like that you know like or creamsicle flavor yeah it was you know without it yeah unbelievable to me though that's you're just burning a pick you're you're, you're, you're Uh, killing it you're absolutely murdering a pick with that yeah yeah Uh, and now we have um winnie cooper uh, who uh, seems distressed. So he seems, she, she seems upset because uh, she's up there, she's talking and she's pointing to uh, the chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. And she's just realizing that she can't take it. She, yeah. She I was going to say chip cookie dough yep. with her first one. And so she's going with Neapolitan, which okay. is kind of a great cheat. Yeah. Right? Because you, you get chocolate and vanilla both. And so now that I think about it, Probably should have been the first. Pick. Yeah, I was gonna say this. I, I didn't know this was allowed. That you could. <laughs> Wait, hold on, they are putting a stop to that. Oh, are they? Okay. okay. Yeah, it turns out. It turns out uh, that loophole has been. Uh, okay. Has been they just sealed it. Just you closed it. You don't get a flavor that is in fact three flavors. flavors. <laughs> right. uh, so. Uh, yeah, so uh, tough, tough break for her there. <laughs> but you could just see uh, a look of, of really frustration and resignation yeah. over her face, and she has picked, believe it or not, chocolate chip. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? It's, I, it makes sense. It makes sense. Just chocolate chip cookie dough is not, is not. You know, this is gonna sound stupid. It's not chocolate chip ice cream. It's, it's cookie dough ice cream. It's dominated by. It's dominated by the elements of cookie dough in it, right? And so Agreed. chocolate chip plays like a much lighter plays on the on the mouth, like like a very different, a very different kind of ice cream. I think I think it makes sense. There's a lot of the words are in common to the two, but not a lot of the flavor is actually in common to the top two. Is that dough makes it entirely different? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I gotta say that is that's a fair point. And even though she seems a little upset about it, I do think when she's all said and done, she's glad that she got uh, the chocolate chip because it's a first round pick. Yeah. And here it goes in the mid second round. I mean, it's just good value. Yeah. It's just good value. It's it's uh, funny. I was surprised the whole time chocolate chip was out there. And then as it came back up, I was wondering if Winnie Cooper and Nancy Normal could be the ones who took chocolate chip because it seems like it has a better home. Opposite butter pecan or chocolate or chocolate peanut butter, you know, like then opposite vanilla or chocolate chip cookie dough. But I, I think it's the smart pick. I think it's the right pick as it plays out. Yeah. And uh, you won't be that surprised to see uh, Nancy Normal. French vanilla. Uh, who, <laughs> oh, wow. That would be something. Huh? But she didn't. She went with the mint chocolate chip. Okay. Now seeing seeing the other chocolate chips gone, I'm sure she's a little frustrated. Could have had 
uh, regular chocolate chip there. Maybe she prefers the mint, but probably not because she is Nancy Normal. Yeah, <laughs> right. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I wonder if for Nancy, if mint is a bit of a... Uh... Uh, you know, is that a go crazy time? Is this a, yeah. this is a once a year a sauce it up, you know, kind of, kind of flavor. I think that's, I think that's a fine pick there, especially with vanilla in the first, then you want it, you want something with some flavor going on there, you know, probably not vanilla based. So I, 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 I hope, I hope it's not too much for her to more than she can handle. Cause I think yeah. otherwise it makes sense as a second round pick. Yeah. Well, she's got two down the middle solid flavors there. Burl Afferly has not left the uh, table yet. He's been uh, hanging around uh, <laughs> watching some of those ice creams open with, uh, and he is following up buttered pecan with salted caramel. That's wow. Second. Not, not to my, not to my taste, uh, but I like it. I like it. Oh yeah. It's it's unlike just about every everything else that you can get. There's there's not a lot of other salted flavors for one. So if you like that mix of of salty and and sweet, then that's where you go. It's it's kind of it's kind of a unique. It's a very individual flavor sensation. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, Burl likes to have like verbs done to his uh uh, to his flavors, you know, he gets it. He gets his pecan buttered. He gets his caramel <laughs> right. salted. I don't know what what else is in that category, but we, we can see more of that from Burrow. He likes uh, he likes a little extra to be put on these uh, yeah. before he, he takes them down. That's gonna bring us to Leslie Miranda White's, and uh, uh, Leslie uh, has followed up chocolate with uh, maybe a bit of a surprise: a uh, peach ice cream. Ooh, peach ice cream. Well, you know what? I I'll be interested. I know I know we won't be covering this. I'll be really interested in seeing what she picks up three picks from now. Um, because I I I think that's a stretch. I I think that's a reach for Peach there. Uh, I'd be surprised if that was on anybody else's board. Um, so I think if she wanted that, she could have gotten it later. So I'll be interested in seeing if you know she she is just two picks away from picking again. So maybe she, you know, maybe she saw this as basically a two for one here, but I think she could have yeah. waited on that. I will say uh, to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Cause I, I gotta say, I agree. It's a bit of a stretch, but it is a little bit of a backdoor to getting vanilla. Like if you wanted vanilla mm -hmm. and, and you get a peach, you know, a peach ice cream is really gonna, it's know, not a punch you in the peach. face. It's not a punch in the face flavor. Is that what you're saying? It's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like uh, a lot of peach ice creams are going to be vanilla bean with the peach. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's it's um, it's it's a pretty uh, down the middle now. You know, it depends, I suppose, on exactly what you get. But if you try like a Briar's peach ice cream, for instance, it's that's vanilla ice cream with slices of the peach in there. So, yeah. Um, you know, maybe there's something to be said for that, but I, I would have gone. You might have. I mean, uh, if you're willing to put in the work, you can get a vanilla-based ice cream with something else in it and just suck the stuff out of the suck the stuff yeah. out of it. You know, if you That's if you right. if you're looking you for vanilla. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could, and I don't know um, what fruit I would put. I, I don't mind a peach ice cream, but I'm still looking for something. At this point, I'm looking for more of a classic. Uh, but she does have a chocolate already. Yep. So you gotta. Go, oh yeah, absolutely. She go. couldn't go chocolate base there. She certainly couldn't go chocolate base. That's, you know what uh, is a flavor that was real popular when I was a kid. I it's not it has not been taken so far. I don't know if it's on the board. Um, but I, I never liked it, so I don't mind not seeing it. Is the fudge swirl or fudge ripple? That was oh, a, yeah. super popular when I was super popular when I was young, and I don't I don't see it. And like I said, I don't mind it, but it's it's kind of. Uh, 
that I never got a lot of flavor from that fudge ripple. So that is also a backdoor vanilla, basically for for That's fudge right. being in the name. You know, you can backdoor some vanilla that way. Yeah, and then um, there was one I used to like that had like puffed rice in it. It was like quarterback crunch. It was called. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. But I love puffed rice. That held up. Yeah, it was puffed rice in there. That held up. It was it just puffed rice right in the ice cream, or was the puffed rice in? Uh, it was it was it in chocolate? Because it surprises me that it would hold up so well in the liquid. Oh, uh, it was kind of a vanilla chocolate mix. With okay. Some peanut butter elements in there as well. Woo. It's like a little bit of crunch to it. That's just yeah. like, buddy, that's just, you just love that. Cause that sounds like what, whatchamacallit yeah, chunks. Uh, it's pretty close to whatchamacallit. <laughs> uh, you know, I would enjoy that. Uh, Ice-T uh, finishes off our coverage with, uh, with a pick I kind of thought might go a little earlier. That's the Rocky Road. So uh, sure. Together with peanut butter and chocolate. And now Ice, Ice has also got some, uh, some Rocky Road. So, uh, we never saw Rainbow Sherbert. We never saw Superman. We never saw um, any, you know, Orange Sherbert. We didn't see uh, kind of uh, much veering into that territory. You think that's a mistake? You think some folks should have gotten into there? Or, no. Or what, what has it been picked that should have been picked? Um, well, like I said, that, that Fudge Ripple kind of surprises me. But I think flavors have changed because there were, there were flavors that were really popular when I was young. Black raspberry, maple walnut was popular, especially oh. amongst the uh, 60 and over crowd uh, who actually had usually also had problems with the walnuts that were in there, you know, chopping, <laughs> chopping those up. But that was a very, very popular very popular um butterscotch i don't see any butterscotch oh, yeah. uh butterscotch here that was that's i think that's a, a pretty decent kind of all season all season flavor um yeah I, I i don't think it was a mistake by not hitting any of those other ones i i think those other ones are are still on the board because people knew they could get them knew, knew they could get them late there's not too many other glaring or any other glaring exceptions that I that I can think of. I'd be interested in knowing, outside of like Ben and Jerry specific, what the most popular kind of ice cream flavor is that hasn't already been taken here. You know, uh, well, our crack research staff was uh, has actually looked that up and will tell you that in America, the most common uh, ice cream flavor that was not yet picked um, is is pistachio wow that's surprising that's surprising to me most common of of those not picked uh vanilla was number one chocolate two uh uh strawberry chocolate chip butter pecan that's kind of uh, rounding out your uh your top five but vanilla and chocolate are leaps and bounds uh, ahead of others in terms of uh overall popularity in the united states pistachio huh because that you know that i wonder when people like start liking pistachio because i having having like i said worked in you know as an ice cream scooper for a while no one under 40 likes pistachio you know there's no 12 year old kid comes up and says i'd love a pistachio ice cream you know like so i don't know if it just is a is a flavor you're not exposed to until you're older or your taste buds age into a nut based it's also to me, probably the ice cream flavor that least represents what it says it's based on. I yeah. recognize no sense of pistachio flavor from anything I've ever had said that calls itself pistachio. Pistachio pudding, pistachio ice cream. The only thing that it has in common, which I think is also maybe not necessarily even true, is that it's green. Well, sometimes it's pink. Is I that mean, right? I've never had say, pink. I, I've seen it pink. I, I've, I've 
green nine times out of ten, but I've seen it. I've seen it pink uh, at several, at more than one location. So, do you recognize pistachio flavor from p- the, the nut flavor in? Yeah, me neither. Me neither. No, I, I don't really. Uh, yeah, and, and it's um, it's one of those ice creams where like uh, I only ever eat pistachio ice cream if that's kind of the only flavor that's being mm-hmm. offered, which is sometimes the case, and I don't mind it, but uh, it's not it's not at the top for me. But I gotta say, uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna take our break here. Uh, but it's, been, it's just been wonderful uh, working with you again here, TJ. Really you too, Nick. Enjoyed seeing all this stuff. Earl is really going to town on a lot of those records, <laughs> and uh, I look forward to uh, to our next draft. Me too. As always, my best to Mrs. Delicious as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. she is uh, an ice cream fan herself, so <laughs> I'll make sure to get a couple of things uh, home to her, and she'll be a lot happier with me uh, if I do. All right. As soon as Rush gets back in here, we'll do the we'll do my last one. Yep, back. All right, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Nick might have left that left that seat a little sweaty for you. Uh, we were we oh, were yeah. just coming hot and heavy. So, Rush, here's uh, here's your last situation for today. There are many words in English that mean many different things. Uh, what what set me on this? Oh, trick. That you know, there's like to turn a trick there's to um tricks in car uh, literally like trick based uh games like spades or hearts or you know a trick as a magic trick um so um there are many different words that mean many different things i'm going to say a word that has different meanings for you and i'd uh, different meanings and i'd like you just to tell me which meaning of the word you think of first and if a specific image comes uh, comes along with it cool you got it here we go. Absolutely. We will start with the one previous mentioned, trick. I first think of uh, like a, a magic trick. Okay. Do you see top hat and wand kind of thing? Or yeah. Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Base. Uh, I, I, well, the, the, this time what came to mind first um, was the, uh, uh, the, the bag on a baseball diamond. Oh, okay, great. Great. Crush. Uh, to squeeze really hard or flatten is the first thing, and like a trash compactor came into my mind. Okay. Uh, bar. Uh, like a, uh, a, a saloon, a watering hole. Okay. Um, came to mind. Page. Uh, part of a book. Okay. Shot. Um, you, you know, the, the expulsion from a gun. Okay, great. I was wondering if like, oh, now that I saw this, if I didn't put, if, if bar was in your mind, if it would influence what shot, uh, yeah. what shot thought of, but it didn't, at least it didn't, at least the shot Not you there, more yeah. often see. Well, in it, the... it was the second one I thought of, I will say that. Right. I mean, on all of these, I'm, it's, several images are coming and I'm just trying to say, trying to remember which one was first. Was first. Accurate. This one, I looked up words that had a lot of definitions. This one, it surprises me, has 250 different definitions, it said. Holy moly. Yeah. I, and I would not think this word had that many. There were other words like, you know, like, okay, go, maybe, or put, maybe like if you take it in all these different ways. This one seemed most surprising, so I'll uh, give it to you. Strike. There are 250. Let's see how many I can get. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I didn't think of baseball first. I thought of it second or third there. But the first one I thought of was like uh, for workers to go on a strike. And I saw like a picket sign. Okay, great. Uh, how about this one? Fair. Um, 
first thing that came into my mind was a, like a county fair, like a carnival. So tilt the world there. After after I, I did not do this on purpose, but at, like as I'm saying them, like oh, there's like half of these could be baseball <laughs> terms. <laughs> there's, yep. there's strike, you know, like base fair. How about this one? Yep. And this this happens to be next. So catch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, catching a baseball. <laughs> okay. hard, hard at that point not to. Next one that came into mind was uh, uh, like, like he or she's a real catch. You know. Oh, okay. The second thing that came in. Uh, here's uh, two more. Spell. Uh, it interestingly, it was the the the, the verb to uh, spell a word. Okay. Is is what I thought of first, even though. Like half of our episodes involved like a magic spell, uh-huh. some some form or another. But that came in about fourth. Uh, the the fainting spell was second, and then a, like a uh, a portion of time was third. Okay. Oh yeah, sit down for a spell. Uh, how about this last one? Cast. Uh the the ensemble of actors and actresses in a in a uh, performance. Gotcha. And, and interesting because I, I saw those back to back. I was like, "Well, I'm going to do them anyway." Like spell and cast. That if it doesn't, you know, doesn't influence. For some reason, for the first time, I've and I've gone over this list in my head as a, you know, like when I was going over the questions. Um, for the first time, that time it was a broken, like a broken leg yeah. cast for the for the first time it was the first one that pops into my head. I would love, and this would be impossible to do, but at the like. To have a list like this that at the end of a day you ask someone on 10 consecutive days and to see how it changes, but you'd also have to know everything they saw and like, you know, like if if that day and they didn't even think twice about it, but going down, like going downstairs in the morning, if they didn't like uh, just step on one step weird and have a thought of like, what if I fell down the stairs? Didn't even think about it that much further. But that day when you said cast, they were like, oh, like breaking your arm, you know, like, and the, all the little things that might right. touch or nudge your, you know, your, your con- concept or conception by the end of by the end of a day. So that would be interesting to, to do like a survey where you do like a thousand people and you ask them those and you change the order to see if the, just the order of the things. Right. Impact, like, like you said, bar into shot or what, or whatever it might be. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. So, uh, we're back to the top, right? To the top the situation. So here's the situation. You are a seasoned grifter. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a young, you know, up and coming grifter. You're Paul Newman. I'm, I'm Robert Redford. And, uh, and, you're you're teaching me a few of your you know these cons that you've yeah. developed and uh, you, you know perfected over time. And, I must and, be you know, like, I must be sick. That's the only reason I would take on an apprentice and worry about these things being passed on or or even tell someone about them. You know this is this is pretty pretty rare that I'd part with this info. Nah, I already know you're not really sick. And <laughs> this is some sort of grift that you're doing where you make me think you're sick. No, nope, I'm dying, kid. Sick. I'm dying. I'm dying, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's all like it's all some elaborate con around this, that's for sure. <laughs> but you know how, like in every con movie, or not every, but a lot mm-hmm. of them, they'll have that like fun scene where they're like, "Look, we got to do uh, the pigeon drop, Gerald, and it, you know, you know, these four other names." They say them in a hurry. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the names of some cons, and you're going to tell me uh, what they are. All right. Uh, how it works. So uh, we'll start off with a Thelma and Louise. Oh. Run a Thelma and Louise on somebody. What is that? Um, yeah, you can, you can, you convince, um, 
You convince this guy that his wife has died in a car accident, that she she drove off a cliff or a uh, okay. a bridge, and that you can actually post mortem. You have the a hookup at the uh, at a life insurance place, and that for like a thousand dollars right now, you can get a uh, a life insurance um, uh, policy in place that'll pay him out fifty. 50 grand but you have to you know and then once he gets to 50 grand he's gonna cut you in it'll be like a, a 60 40 split because you know like you're gonna take care of it but you need a thousand dollars to grease the wheels with your person who works at the life insurance place wow you need a real real bad guy who just just upon learning that his wife has died in a car accident yeah like, how can i profit you that? you kind of you kind of you know like if you do your research you kind of find a guy who's the marriage was not solid to begin with they you know it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't a happy marriage so like this guy may as well like you need someone who's like well i may as well get something out of this rotten ass yeah. deal you know oh, that makes sense yeah that makes sense thanks yeah so it's like almost like a Maybe we maybe we look for people that are already separated. Yeah, uh, separated but not divorced, kind of thing. Married, so yep. they could get the uh, they could get the benefit. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. <laughs> All right, uh, we can run one of those. Well, uh, I, I also heard you talking to a buddy of yours, and you said that uh, you were going to pull a Kurt Rambis. Oh, is that Kurt Rambis? Yeah. Okay. Um, did you ever see? Did you ever see the jerk? Okay, you know how he ends up getting sued because he makes that little handle and his eyes his eyes go, you know, like people's eyes go crossed. And so he ends yeah. up getting sued by that. It's basically like it's it's an eye damage. It's a, an eye damage claim kind of thing where, you know, like Rambus, he had those, he wore the Rex, Rex specs that, oh, yeah. for you know, for whatever reason, uh, and I don't know who named this. They pictured it with like like glued together like nerd glasses with the tape in the with the tape in the middle. So it's uh, it's kind of like um, one of those one of those deals where you like you know you get you some you get hit by someone's car, but you don't you know you, you do it so that you don't really get hurt, but you like have a leg. You know, oh, you broke my leg or whatever. It's like that. You get someone you know coffee shop or whatever. They blow on their coffee or whatever, and you're like, "Oh my eye!" You know, like they they blow on it to cool it off, but you like, "Oh my eyes!" And you put put some you know put some coffee or whatever in your own eye, and you say like, "Oh, I can't freaking see." You got to sell it. This one you got to sell a little bit. Like, "Oh no," you know. So you get them, you get them to kind of like either give you a little dough to make it all go away real quick, like that style, or like you know get get someone get someone basically on the hook for. Uh, a personal injury suit on that, but it's eye based. Got it. Yeah. Got it. We do we use our like doctor contact? Yes. You know, to, uh, to, yeah. Yeah. And okay. and they basically end up giving you these big ass glasses to so your eyes don't sustain any further damage. And so that's right. where the that's where you get the Kurt Rambis kind of kind of thing Thanks. to it. Okay. Yeah. Good. I like it. Uh, so one one I've heard you talk about with with some other folks a couple of times is I'm way too though, loose. I'm way too loose lipped with all my, with all these cons, man. Well, it's, it's with your, you know, the, your, your former my, partner. Yeah. My con crew. Is, yeah. Has passed away. And that's why you're adding me as a, you know, uh, as an accomplice. That's my, but, that's uh, my concast. We call them. That's the, the concast. <laughs> and then, uh, and so, but, but I hear you sometimes you're like a Ben Franklin and sometimes you're like a bloody Ben Franklin. Then there's one that you say is a very bloody Ben Franklin. So what's the very bloody Ben Franklin? Okay. Um, the, the, this one actually, this one hurts. Um, you actually have to get electrocuted pretty, oh. pretty bad. 
Um, yeah. So like this, this takes a long time is you have to, you, 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 you end up having to sort of build up a resistance for a while. Like you have to get to the point where you can commonly take a lot of like 110 power, which is basically like a house outlet, house outlet oh, power. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you have to get up to the stage like, and, and during the process of this, people like have burned, like, you know, gotten shocked so bad they lose fingers, lose, lose digits and stuff oh, like no. that. So the, the bloody brand, the bloody Ben Franklin is actually the, the person we're referring to the person that you need to pull this off. It's someone who's already had fingers or hands burnt, burnt yeah. off. Um, cause what you, what you're, what you're going to need, oh, wow. what you're going to need to do is basically like someone, someone has a glove where it looks like they have all five fingers and then like takes off the glove and they only have like two fingers, two fingers in there. Oh, after the electrocution. Cor- oh, okay. Yes, correct. And so this is, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's sort of the, a Rambus style thing where you ask, you know, you have someone be like, Hey, you sure you turned off? You sure you turned off the electricity or whatever? You sure you turned that off? You 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 know you you have to kind of hook up with a tradesman, an electrician, and like yeah, man, I turned it. I can looking at it right now. The mains off, and so while you're like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know do that. I'm gonna try the 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 washer, and then you have a little like kind of flashbang, you know, sort of sort of thing, and like oh my god, you know, and then he comes running, and you take off your work gloves, and you know. Your fingers are missing and shit like that. Got it. It's rough because you are taking advantage of a tradesperson in this one, which is not one of my favorites. But what you need to have, you need to cast in that is one of your bloody Ben, bloody Ben Franklins. And usually, you know, there's two or three guys who you, who you know can do the, can pull off the the bloody Ben Franklin. That's right. And you can't go to that well too often. No, no, you got to get out of town. You, that, that needs to be, you need to get tens of thousands of dollars from that one. Cause you're, 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 you're going to need to get out of state after that happens. You you don't want to pull that in Indiana after you've, after you've done it the first time, you know, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to ask about, cause it seems like you've been kind of planning it. It's a kind of a big one. Like Long. It's a, yeah. It's got a lot of, uh, it's a longer con. Yeah. More moving pieces. You call it the Rasputin. The, the Rasputin. Yeah. The, was that, what did, what did I call it? The Rasputin. Rasputin's uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause this one is, it's, it, this one's kind of tough. Cause it, it's, you actually have to, uh, inspire a lot of sort of, um, like political unrest. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, whether it's, whether it's like in a corporation, if it is, you have to pick a large corporation cause you need a groundswell of a couple, you know, like a person, like 80% of the population of that place to basically want to overthrow whatever it is they're involved with. So if you did it with a nation, wow. if you did it with it, yeah, if you did it with a small country, you need like 80% of the people there to want to overthrow the nation. So I, I recommend like a large corporation where you can get maybe 800 out of a thousand people to be that discontent with the CEO or the board or, or whatever. Okay. Um, and so you, you like then have to also ingratiate yourself to become their representative. Um, so you, you are there, basically they're, they're Rasputin. You have to represent the, the, the Bolsheviks and how Rasputin, they tried to kill him. They tried to poison him. They tried to, oh, you know, times, yeah. yeah. So you have to, you also have to convince the over the, 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 the people who want the overthrow that the upper ups are now trying to 
kill you to take you out of repre- representation. Got it. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering why you were working for Lowe's, by the way. Yeah. That was odd to me. Yeah. So, I, so you're, that's where you're running it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame that it's Lowe's too. I really should have picked Home Depot because they're, they're like, I do, I kind of like the upper management of Lowe's, but that's, that's yeah. where I was able to get in, you know, like, um, yeah. whereas I don't as much like how, how Home Depot spends their money. Um, uh, but yeah, so, um, Oh, and then, yeah. So, and then, um, I just, I've made investments that are likely going to benefit from the topple of Lowe's as a, as a business. Uh, So it's, it's big money, long con, long hours, long time. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the Rasputin, what? Rasputin? Rasputin's uncle. Yeah. Rasputin's uncle. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I get it, because you ultimately, like, the corporation has to say uncle. Yeah, stop, and it's uh, related to what Rasputin did. So that's, it's okay. a, so we use a relative name for, you know, Rasputin's uncle because it's related to Rasputin. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I love it. Well, I, you know, I, put me in. Tell me a corporation. To, I would uh, start with something like the start. Rambus. I would, st- I would start with, Ram- with, with the Kurt Rambus. I, I wouldn't, okay. I would definitely not go right to bloody Brent Franklin and I wouldn't go right to Rasputin's uncle. I'd start with, I'd start with the Rambus. That's, that's something you can, right. that's something you can do at your local coffee shop. All righty. Uh, well, I think that's it for Woo. this episode of Trick or Street. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, we thank you guys very much for, uh, for listening. And uh, what else do we want to say? Well, we thank Nate. We thank Julie. Um, and we thank Emily. Yeah, we thank you guys the most. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, it's at uh, here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I think that's about it. Hopefully, we'll have a guest maybe in a week or two. We're, we're working yeah. on working on that. So ideally, we'll, we'll have that coming for you if you guys have liked the episodes with guests. And hopefully, you'll dig that. And I think that's all. Hey, eh, Rush? That is all. All right. Have a good day, everyone.